Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy trivia show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton, and I'll be awarding points to our two teams based on how well they know trivia and how good they are at lying. In Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, an incorrect answer is worth just as many points as a correct one, at least as long as our players can trick the other team into believing it. Our teams for today's episode are Spider Dog Turn Off the Bark, featuring Marie Maloney, Johnny O'Mara, and Sammy Tamimi. Our other team is Andrew Garfield Hates Mondays, featuring Elizabeth Del Toro, Connor Doyle, and Peter Williams. Here's our first question. The 1967 animated version of Spider-Man has one of the more iconic theme songs. It's one of the few things that crosses over with each new version of Spider-Man. For example, it can be heard in all the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies and in the newest one with Tom Holland. There's another animated show that took great care with its music, Tiny Toon Adventures. For our first question of the evening, I'd like to do a little lying myself. I'll give our teams three statements. Two are true and one is a lie. I call this segment Two Truths and a Lie, and I paid our writers $1,200 to come up with that name. The three statements are 1. Tiny Toon Adventures was produced by Steven Spielberg, who wanted the music to sound as close as possible to the original Warner Brothers compositions. 2. He hired a full 120-piece orchestra to supply the music. Or 3. It cost $60,000 an episode to pay his musicians, which means that doing all 65 episodes will come out to $3.9 million. Now, let's see what our teams had to say. All right, that's going to be time. Uh, I will uh, start with the team on my left. We'll find out what, your, uh, what you think the lie is, and we'll find out what uh, the team on my right thinks the lie is. So we'll start with Spider Dog, turn off the bark. What do we think the lie is? Uh, we believe the lie to be number two. Number two, okay. And Andrew Garfield, it's Mondays? Uh, we believe the lie to be number three. Number three. Okay. So to um, to recap, uh, Spider Dog believes that uh, Spider Dog turn off the dark. Uh huh. Bark. One hundred twenty piece uh, orchestra was not utilized, mm -hmm. and Andrew Garfield thinks um, it did not cost sixty thousand dollars an episode. No, we think they got paid more. Okay. All right. Oh, you think they got paid, paid more. more? Okay. Let's let's kick it paid off. More. What? So you think they got paid more? Yeah, for sure. One hundred and twenty people splitting sixty thousand dollars. There's no way. They would, if you had that small of a budget, you'd be like, oh, here's residual. That's $5,000 each. Yeah, for if you're doing movies, yeah, if you're good you get paid to so much more money. Never, you're really it's 90s? It's TV. Come it's on. TV. Yeah, TV pays so much money. 20 total <laughs> minutes of, of show. It's also definitely not $5,000 because if it's $60,000, five. That, I don't care. doesn't work out. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's $500. This is why I don't produce this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, and why do you think uh, 120 piece orchestra is not? That's a fuckload of people. That's a big a ass orchestra. Is it? <laughs> Enormous. I think so. Yeah, you know, there's, like, there's, you know, there's some people like, I'm not gonna fucking play my flute for a cartoon. I have integrity. 
No, they get paid so much money. Yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like no, I don't want to upwards of I don't want to pay my for money. I don't want to do my job. When Steven Spielberg asks you to play the flute. You play the goddamn Connor, flute. You yeah. say how high. <laughs> Connor, how much does it take to to get this this is a question about ethics here. To sell out your fucking morals. How much would it cost? I thought these were wholesome, thoughtful children's TV shows. <laughs> but not $500 an yeah, episode. $500 an episode, sure. Yeah, I mean, Fear Factor was a show. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right, one of these teams is correct. One of these, one of the uh, statements. Uh, Steven Spielberg did in fact produce Tiny Toons. Um, the lie is that it was not a full 120-piece orchestra. It was only 30, uh, a 30-piece orchestra. So they all got paid a lot. They all got paid a shitload. But what about the second chairs, Spencer? (laughs) There were definitely second chairs of all of those instruments. Yeah. Well, maybe if you worked a little harder, you would have got paid some of that money. Okay. Mm. Connor, (laughs) the second chair flute player from (laughs) Tiny Toon Adventures. Yeah. Uh, Cool. So I'll give uh, Spider Dog some uh, some points for that. Thank you. Thank you for the points. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So uh, let's move on. Since since. since you got this question wrong, we'll, uh, we'll give it to uh, Andrew Garfield Hates Mondays. Uh, Peter Parker, like many superheroes, for some reason, is an orphan. He lives with his Aunt May and Uncle Ben. At one point, I'm sure they've probably eaten some rice at the dinner table, and maybe even, specifically, Uncle Ben's rice. <laughs> Where did the company come up with the name Uncle Ben? From the Spider-Man 1 soundtrack, Chad Kroger. Andrew Garfield hates Mondays. Why? Where did the company come up with the name Uncle Ben? Uh, well, Spencer, you know, this is going to seem a little anticlimactic. The founder of the company was named Ben, uh, and he was an uncle to a, a, a startling number of children. So, startling? Uh, yeah, he was known as Uncle Ben specifically. Like To be known specifically as Uncle Ben, you got to have a lot of nieces and nephews. So. Really? Just, Just the one? <laughs> Well, no, but if but if like people are like, "Hey, Uncle Ben," like then just you one have a lot again, of them. just one. No, I, I understand that you gain the status of an uncle just by being the uncle to a one niece or nephew, but to have it be like your your moniker, just you one to, again. You know, again. No, I get it. See, but I, see, the, yeah. you're getting hung up on the fact that you know then only one person would call you Uncle Ben. We're talking a startling yeah, number like of people three referred children. to yeah, as yeah. Uncle like Ben. If I, cook one, if I cook one meal, you're not going to call me Chef Connor. But if I cook a million I might, meals... I might. If it's real shitty, I'd call you Chef Connor. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you don't know the tone in which they called him Uncle Ben. Is there a word... You know how, you, know how like, you can say son or daughter, but then you can also say child. Is there that for niece and nephew? Nischfler. Uh, <laughs> nibbling. Nibbling? Oh, Equipment. All right, we've spilled Save some beer. That's gonna, you just lost those five points I gave you earlier. Oh, <laughs> oh man. That's but a, uh, to the audience member who said nibbling, I'm, I feel you. I feel you. And Rich Kemalucci comes to the rescue with some five paper points. towels. Five, five, five points for Rich. rich. That's going to be ten points for Rich. ten points for Rich. Hey, Spencer. Spencer, I think you should give Rich a point for every paper towel he used, so like 45 points maybe. I think you should take away that number of points. All right. Um, do we think we have any other questions? Or any other? 
It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Okay, then what's the correct answer? Okay, um, so we're all aware that Uncle Ben's is clearly a competitor competitor of uh, Zatarain's, uh, and Uncle Ben himself was a jazz musician in Nolens. Uh, just competing on the street corner with his dirty rice recipe (laughs) with Uncle Ben. uh, Or with Zatarain himself. Uh, So that's clearly where the name Uncle Ben comes I don't know if I have fully grasped what you're... So are are you (laughs) implying that there's a jazz musician who just like served rice out of his saxophone? yeah. He's not employed by Steven Spielberg, so he has to make a living some other way. (laughs) <laughs> okay. He was busking on the streets and selling his <laughs> Nothing rice. I want uh, when I'm walking down the street than some dirty rice out of an instrument. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you he wasn't serving You want loose, it. dirty rice? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give me a scoop of hand rice. You got you to serve it in something. <laughs> yeah, and he served it in the little, like, wah, wah, wah. Oh, the trumpet the muter? Trumpet, the trumpet yeah. muter. Trumpet muter. So he, he produced a tiny amount of rice every night, if that's the only thing he what did. What are you talking about? That thing's like the size of a plunger. We're gonna that's have, a, a we're lot gonna of rice bits in there. We're going to have to move on. I hate to move on. I'd love to keep talking about the how much rice can fit into a a wawa. I'm so, she won. Uh, Uncle Ben was just a real ass farmer. Did he he farm for tunes? (laughs) Jazz tunes? (laughs) No, I don't believe he did. Uh, This is the 1940s in Houston. Uh, There's a lot of rice being grown. All right, Houston. We love the 1940s in Houston. Woo! Farmers would measure how well their crops were doing by comparing it to a local farmer that they all called Uncle Ben. And the company was originally called the Converted Rice Brand Company. I'm glad they changed that name. But Uncle Converted Rice Brand just doesn't have the same ring. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on. Spider Dog, turn off the bark. Uh, what makes a good superhero? That's not your question. Mm. The answer a good is... good supervillain. A good villain. I'll give you five points. Oh. <laughs> Pretty good. Sounds like it was the question. Was, I guess it was. I uh, snuck one in there. Um, so yeah, good villain, right? So Spider-Man, of course, has several villains we're all familiar with. Doc Ock, Vulture, Green Goblin, Hobgoblin. New Goblin. Craven the Hunter. In the Is that real? Yeah. yeah. Okay. In the I can't verify it, so I can't give you any points. I'm so uh, sorry. It's true. Uh, so in the comics, uh, one version of the Hobgoblin is Roderick Kingsley, who's obsessed with Norman Osborn, a.k.a. the Green Goblin. Uh, Roderick finds some of Norman's equipment and begins... Raining down chaos as the hobgoblin. Uh, but what is a hobgoblin? And please name me a famous hobgoblin from Shakespeare. Is that a hint? All right. What is a hobgoblin, and which Shakespeare character was one? Uh, so a hobgoblin is just like a sort of an impish, elfish fellow, uh, or a, 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 a fairy. He's hobbling if you will. and goblin yeah. around. Uh, so pup. What is he goblin? Oh, food, obviously. Okay. Why does he hobble? And little children's toes. <laughs> Sorry. So, so you're saying Puck from Midsummer Night's Dream mm-hmm. is a hobgoblin? Yep. Then I. Why does he have the line "If we fairies yeah. have offended, if he's not a fairy"? Oh, so it's a Shakespeare off. Mm. First of all, fairy. Is. I studied theater. Fairy is not a very like. 
strong category. It's like encompasses many things. There are, oh, it's like the genus and then yeah. hobgoblin. So if you saw a creepy little hobgoblin hobbling around towards you on little children's feet, you'd be like, oh, look at that fairy. Well, yeah. no, the he's also a hobbling because he's got the cloven feet. <laughs> cloven feet? Sorry, he's got hooves. Is, yeah, that, the is hooves. that why he eats children's toes? Because he envies <laughs> yeah, his toe He misses his own feet. <laughs> Wait, so he had <laughs> feet and he lost her. them. They previously were feet and they've been changed into yeah. hooves? Yeah. This so, is a requirement so, of hobgoblin. So it's not a species. It's a. It's like an origin story. It's a cursed <laughs> thing. Yeah. What All good it? villains have an origin story. Are you saying Puck is the villain of Midsummer Night's Dream? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We rest, your honor. <laughs> uh, so for fairies, just to be clear... In the modern days, they are like, you know, oh, they're great. They're beautiful. They're creatures of light. They are actually, in myth, horrifying fucking things that you do not make deals with because they will fuck you over. They're the fae. But they're still cute. And if you put them in a bottle, they give you an extra life. Oh, boy. <laughs> what do we think, Yara? Do you think they're telling the truth in any of these uh, aspects? No way. Elizabeth shakes no, her head. No way. It's a lie. Okay. We all know the real hobgoblin in Shakespeare's works was Macbeth. <laughs> himself which is why I was playing the witch's theme uh-huh. over the loudspeaker uh-huh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. context well, clues well that's I fooled you I'm oh. so sorry they were right Puck was exactly the, the hobgoblin I was thinking of oh. have at thee sir <laughs> do you bite your thumb at me uh, hold on we have to take a quick picture <laughs> okay everyone's dabbing Marie's not dabbing but she yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Spider Just Doc- trying to get my Twitch fans <laughs> cultivated. Spider Dog turned off the bark. You're going to earn some yeah. points for that. A hot goblin is an offspring of an elf and a goblin. Um, so yeah, congratulations. Nice job. Uh, you're on a roll right now. Sorry, so Spencer, are you saying that fairy is an umbrella term that includes creepy, uh, gross shit? I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying... William Shakespeare was. <laughs> Speaking Sha- of creepy, gross shit, Doc Ock. Yeah, I, I can't verify whether... Uh, I mean, Shakespeare made up a bunch of shit. Who knows what he was doing? But he had the line, if we fairies have offended. It's mm-hmm. the whole... That's the only thing I remember from reading Midsummer 12 times in high school. <laughs> Why'd you read it 12 times? One for each night. One for each night. Yeah. night? I was Are you a competitive all night, right? You could no, read it, was, it fastest? I was, it was in a, a, I was in a shitty uh, knockoff version of Midsummer Night's Dream in middle school called A Midsummer Night's Midterm. That was about Oof. a bunch. Yeah, it was about a bunch of kids who were studying for a test on Midsummer Night's Dream, and then they fell asleep, and then the plot of Midsummer Night's Dream happened in their them. dreams. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ugh. And then in the fucking one performance we did, somebody else forgot a line, and it was fucking Brienne Thomas. And I hope you're goddamn watching <laughs> Brienne Thomas. And then it was 20 <laughs> seconds of dead silence on stage, and somebody ran off stage, and you heard like, "What's the line?" And the music, "It's this line." And then he came up to me and was like, "It's your line." And I was like, "No, it's goddamn not." And then. I, we skipped like five lines ahead and I said it and I've never forgotten that Brienne, moment. they're talking about you on this Twitch stream. <laughs> Come quick. <laughs> All right, speaking of villains, uh, this is a question for Andrew Garfield against Mondays. Speaking of villains, one of Spider-Man's biggest nemeses is Dr. Octopus. And while octopi are the most intelligent of all invertebrate species, one getting a doctorate seems a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> But you don't need a PhD to divine the future. Perhaps the most famous cephalopod seer is Paul the Octopus. What did Paul the Octopus predict? I'd like to be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the I think that was Ringo playing a live version of oh, his own song. Oh, God. Yeah. 
what did Paul the Octopus predict to Andrew Garfield's Mondays? Uh, Paul the Octopus predict, uh, predicted the winner of World Cup games. Okay. And exactly how did he do that? How did he communicate that? Like, so, did he analyze like the past performances? So yeah, so he, yeah, he was, had a great data model. <laughs> he had a great data model. Have you seen Moneyball? <laughs> uh, no, they would have uh, each matchup. They would have like a container with food, and on each container in his tank, they'd have the flag of whatever countries were playing against each other, and he'd go pick whatever uh, food he thought was going to win the World Cup. Match. So it was and, different food for each country. And it was uh, no, the no, food no, it was like, from that country, like, the main dish. Yeah, so like <laughs> the most famous yeah, dish. Yeah, he ate like escargot for France. Paella for Spain. He loved schnitzel. Uh, <laughs> you know, hamburgers for America. All the all the good. Oh, we ones. weren't in that. Paul one. is Come notable on. because uh, <laughs> Paul was stunningly accurate. He predicted yeah. like seven or eight in a row. Correct. I think. He was 100 percent. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, but uh, doesn't the World Cup have like 45 million games? It's why Paul is fucking remarkable. So dude. he got. Did he get the whole, the whole cup, the whole, all of it? They so they didn't do it for like the group stage, but like after the group stage. But okay, he got, like, I don't know what that means. Look, <laughs> I'm the real soccer boy up here, so you know <laughs> that I'm not pulling your leg. Dude, I but hope the FIFA fans are Peter has woken up at 7 in the morning to watch soccer before. Well, I've woken That's up true. at 7 in the morning to watch octopuses. That's, I A actually have that is A real octopus fan would say octopi. They're both or correct. Or octopodes. I am going to give you points for saying octopodes. That is uh, <laughs> actually what it should be. Uh, Peter, what is, uh, being a soccer boy, Yeah, of what course. is your favorite moment or from soccer? Or a lad. So- uh, <laughs> From soccer, like the defining moment oh, for you. Oh, the as a soccer defining ball. moment from soccer. Um, easily when Neymar rolls around on the grass for about a minute. Uh, I'm sure soccer fans are loving this concept. Yeah. <laughs> should we be calling it football? <laughs> yeah, I guess you should. <laughs> isn't, isn't Neymar the uh, underwater king um, in the new movie coming out with uh, oh, with Aquaman? Deep with Aquaman? cut. <laughs> deep cut for mm. Neymar. Give <laughs> myself points for knowing <laughs> Prince Neymar's real name. <laughs> Elizabeth, you have something to say of value because I don't. When uh, my younger sister was in ninth grade, she made the varsity soccer team and uh, in high school. And in ninth she, grade, that's impressive. Sorry, and she was also thirteen. Holy she crap. skipped a bunch of grades. Whoa. Whoa. Jesus. So and she's brilliant and athletic. And then she quit the varsity soccer team because I quote, "I didn't like getting sweaty in the middle of the day." <laughs> and you know what? That's very what varsity fair. team fair. has practice in the middle of the day. It was like during their school. It was like her period. In oh, school. weird. What? I think about this constantly. And you know what's pretty remarkable about I that? I do, too, now. Now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> I do, too. What's remarkable is that Paul the Octopus predicted that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He also didn't like getting sweaty in the middle of the day. All <laughs> uh, right. <He> died. <laughs> so, Spider Doctor of the Bark, what do we think? Telling the truth or lying? Yeah. They're telling right, the truth. Right. Telling the truth. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're right. Paul the Octopus correctly guessed the uh, winners in association football matches. Uh, in fact, between 2008 and 2010, he made 14 predictions. Uh, exactly how you described, choosing a box with some food in it. Uh, 12 of 14 were correct, including the uh, overall winner of the FIFA World Cup. It's pretty uh, pretty impressive. Perry uh, Grip made a song about him, too. He did. Perry Grip? Yeah. Is that a football person? No. Oh. He's a musician. He's a great, uh, prolific YouTube ditty about animal guy, mm. guy maker. I that got that explains why I've heard of it. He does sound like a villain, though. I'm Perry Grip. I'm Perry Grip. Now listen, I'm going to write a song about yeah. penguins. Listen to my song about a hamster playing the piano. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Spider Doctor, off the bark. Uh, 
Back in the 1990s, Marvel introduced us to Spider-Clone Saga, featuring multiple Peter Parker knockoffs, each claiming to be the real Spider-Man. The story arc was terrible and proved that a multiple Spider-Man project could never find an audience, and definitely not this Friday, December 14th. Let me know who's coming so I can buy some tickets. Um, I, anyway, one of the clones was an evil twin to Peter named Kane. And... <laughs> In the WWE, Kane was the eviler brother of The Undertaker. His real name is Glenn Jacobs, and in addition to being a wrestler, he's also been a realtor, insurance salesman, and winner of a special WWE edition of The Weakest Link. So my question for you is, as of September of this year, Kane took on a new job. What is Kane's new job? Kane the Spider-Man guy? Kane Kane the Glenn Jacobs real man. Kane from WWE? Yeah, Kane from hell. That's time and the theme song. Uh, as of September, what's Kane's new job? Uh, he ran, I want to say, in Tennessee for mayor of his town as a libertarian. Exactly how we felt up here. Groans for libertarians or Tennessee. It's hard to say. So, so wait, he started in September. Um, when are Tennessee's elections? I imagine he won in September. He won in September, and so he started his new job immediately. (laughs) He doesn't get sworn in. He got tagged in. That's how it works (laughs) in politics. (laughs) 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 Did you not watch WWE? He got hot tagged. He brought in a fucking board and smacked someone. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what his politics are. All I know is he's a libertarian, and that's enough. There was a. There was a briefcase at the top of the town and it held the deed to the mayorship. <laughs> uh, so uh, you're saying he won, I assume. Yeah. Yes. Uh, do you know where in Tennessee this was or what town? No. Well, whatever town must have been a big fan of wrestling. <laughs> so all of them. I, I, pr- I presume. In I Tennessee, know. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Knoxville. <laughs> that is the town in Tennessee. Yeah. I think we should get at least one. I'll point give you a point for knowing one town. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, can we get a point for every town in Tennessee we can name? Yeah. Chattanooga. That's Nashville. also a town. Memphis. Uh oh. What's the unit? Uh, nope. It's in Chattanooga. Um. <laughs> you got four points. Okay, it's very right, good. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, any other questions about uh, the mayor? Maybe. Uh, Just, yeah. Like really? Oh no. <laughs> Gatlinburg. Uh, is that judges? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I was like, no, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> uh, so um, I'm pretty sure one time. it's Fratlinburg, okay? Uh, oh, uh, Pigeon Forge. Yeah. Oh, Ford, yeah, Ford, Ford Canucks. Ford Knox. Dollywood. <laughs> Melissa. Uh, you seem shocked, but you got to remember that Jesse the Body Ventura was the governor of Minnesota. Yeah, well, well so speaking of that, can I ask, what is Kane's real name? Glenn Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. That was uh, in the question. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. I should lose a point. I, I think, yeah, you did exactly lose that uh-huh. point. <laughs> Sammy, I believe when Jesse the Body Ventura became a uh, politician, he, he did become Jesse the Mind Ventura. Yeah, is that it, right? <laughs> Jesse the Mind Ventura. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> hey, listen here, Tony Schiavone. I'm going to reach across the aisle and pile drive your ass. <laughs> 
Uh, cool. Any further questions? I think we're, no. we've reached a decision. What yeah. do we think? I think we think it was a lie. You think it's a lie? Okay. Yeah. And what, uh, what does Glenn Jacobs do, actually? Uh, we think he's the new ShamWow guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's a, a great... That's a really good answer. Yeah. Great extensive network. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to Vince? Oh, he had... Legitimately, that guy had some trouble with the law. I was going to say, there's no way he's I think he's in jail. I think he's in jail. I think it's for something bad, too. Yeah. Well... Yeah. Fuck him. All right. Yeah, that's right. He's the mayor. Oh. <laughs> but mayor of which town? Of Knox County, uh, Kentucky. Or uh, Tennessee, excuse me. Um, yeah, he won it with over 66% of the vote. Holy shit. Damn, His political philosophy is based on anarcho-capitalism and the abolishment <laughs> and the abolishment of both state and federal governments. Hell yeah. <laughs> Much like his character, he just wants to burn everything down. <laughs> Good job, Knox County. You elected a guy who wants to eliminate his own job. Uh, Amazing. Now, my next question is for Andrew Garfield Hates uh, Mondays. Jesus Christ. One of Spider-Man's best buds is Johnny Storm, the Human Torch. Mm. One of Spider-Man's worst enemies is Alexei uh, Sitsevich, the Rhino. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to be another wrestling question, I promise. Uh, In the comics, a Human Torch uh, slash Spider-Man team-up against the Rhino would be amazing, but if all their powers were truly based on real torches, real spiders, real rhinos... (laughs) Johnny might want to sit this one out, okay? Why? Oh, Johnny Storm, not Johnny. I was like, why can't Johnny? Johnny Storm should, should not fight uh, if these were real, real fires, real spiders, real rhinos. So, what is it about fire and rhinos that makes Johnny Storm not really up to the task of fighting a real rhino? <laughs> Now, while this question is not about Rhino the Wrestler, that is Rhino the Wrestler's theme song, of course. Yeah, yeah duh. What would make a real torch bad against a real Rhino, Andrew, Andrew Garfield? Uh, before I give our answer... <laughs> she has a couple plugs. I would just like to say, um, torch in British means flashlight. Mm-hmm. Oh! Oh, that foreign language? That's where, I thought, that's where I thought this question was going. And I was like, ooh, I know that. Is, is it not going that way? It's very hard for rhinos oh, to turn them on. No, we have a, we have a thoughtful answer. Uh, yes. And I just wanted to share that bit of trivia that... Thank, you for, thank you for the translation. So rhinos, as we all know, bathe in mud to keep their skin from itching. So they're always... Sometimes twice in the same morning. <laughs> You know what? I want to give Elizabeth points because she took a chance to be vulnerable and share that about herself. Right. I want to give Spencer points for the callback. Thank you. I'll give her, I'll give myself and Elizabeth's team okay, some great. points. Okay. Well, I just yeah. want Elizabeth to get the points. <laughs> Fuck their team. <laughs> That's the kind of competitive spirit I admire. <laughs> All right, let's continue with our answer then. So they're covered in uh, mud, so they're at times wet. Hard to catch fire. And also, their skin is very thick and leathery, hard to catch fire. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If fire's your only weapon, sounds like a losing battle. Really, what we're saying is the exteriors of rhinos are not very conducive to burning. I see. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I have two points of contention. Uh, One is a fact, actually. So, one fact and one point of contention. Number one, Rhino, also a wrestler, ran for mayor of a town next to my hometown, Dearborn, Michigan. He he did not win. He did not win, thankfully. However, 
fire does not mean it has to burn. There's also heat. So couldn't the rhino get like heat exhaustion? Boils little brain. Oh, it could live in hot places. Skin from the inside. Rhinos live in hot places. But how do they wallow in mud? That's their whole thing is being in in the heat. That's why they roll in the mud. How hot do you think fire is? Like 30 At least degrees? 100 degrees. <laughs> I, I would say somewhere in the neighborhood of 451 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> Celsius. I think it's 100. Is Mike, that, is that the temperature of fire or specifically the temperature to for paper to catch yeah, fire? Yeah, it's the temperature which paper burns. Yeah. Okay. It's also my favorite Bacardi. <laughs> 400 and... Bacardi fire? <laughs> Ouch! Ouch! <laughs> Oh. It's more alcohol it's than is physically possible. <laughs> 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 Bacardi also fire. known as college. <laughs> Can someone run to a liquor store, please? Check up on that. Yeah. Uh, any other questions about these uh, thick-skinned rhinos? I think we should get points for every British slang we can name. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Go. Q, meaning to line up. I don't think that's British slang. I think that's just a word in English. Don't don't interrupt them. This is rapid fire. Go. Telly, like television. (laughs) I'm off to the loo, meaning I'm going to take a leak. Take a lift, which means an elevator. Okay. A lorry is a truck. Use the flu network. (laughs) That's it. You're done. You're done. Put your trash in a bin. Okay. All right. You got you got some points. Any any other follow up um, British slang for Andrew Garfield gets Mondays? I think that whole segment was wonky over- means crazy. <laughs> <laughs> or weird. Don't step on the jokes. <laughs> I was gonna say that I thought that whole segment was overworked. <laughs> All right. Well, that was overproved yeah, and yeah. underdone. <laughs> uh, oh, Great British Bake Off means uh, spending time with your family. No, it doesn't. Great British Bake Off is British slang for Great British Baking Show because in the United States, Billsbury owns the copyright to the term Bake Off. That is true. Isn't that weird? Yeah, oh. that sucks. That does, fucking sucks. It does suck, but. <laughs> What do we think about these rhinos? Yeah, that's true. It's true. true. You think it's true. Yeah. So you, you think that the mud and all the... the yeah. Thing? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you actually fooled them. You managed to fool them. That's a lie. Mm. Uh, so the actual answer, uh, the rhino has a reputation uh, as nature's firefighter. What? According- they knock down trees, right? <laughs> well, Not elephants? Because they look so sexy in those suspenders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you and, see the calendars. And they are always <laughs> horny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, sure. They love to hang out in the fire... <laughs> firehouse and eat chili, you know. Uh, yeah, just make sure you stay downwind. Yeah. Uh, according to locals uh, in Malaysia and Burma, uh, lighting a fire at night near a rhino could be dangerous, as they uh, reportedly will immediately race in the direction of the fire and violently stamp it out. Oh, damn! This is uh, not verified by science. Uh, so we, but we have heard that this yeah. is what rhinos We've heard do. tell of these stories. Yeah. Spencer heard so a guy on the train talking about this. <laughs> Oh, you know, you think the CTA's bad? Believe this. Oh, have you, have you ever seen a rhino drop out of fire? <laughs> Take my headphones out. No. <laughs> <That's> all, <I'm laughs> all right, let's move on. Spider Doctor. <gasps> Andrew off Garfield. Spider Doctor, off the bark. Sandwiched neatly between Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland. Ooh, I wish. <laughs> oh, boy. oh boy. British actor Andrew Garfield enjoyed a brief but popular stint as everyone's favorite web slinger. Spider-Man. Yes. Uh, oh, oh. I thought you were talking about some famous hacker. Sean Parker. <laughs> Red Slinger. Uh, he's still not as popular as the most famous Garfield, which is, of course, the cat one. <gasps> During the early 1990s, practically every geoprism and Saturn station wagon had a little plush Garfield stuck to the back window. The stuck-on-you Garfield toy made over $50 million in sales... Oh, 
but it was an accident. It shouldn't have ever existed, actually. So how did this weird toy come about? Come on in, come to the place where fun never ends. Come on in, it's time to fight with Garfield and friends. Come on in, it's time to fight with Garfield and friends. Garfield and friends. In a moment, I'll wave my finger and the musical stuff. That guy sounds exactly like Bill Murray. That's weird. Uh, what's the name of the, the guy who played uh, Garfield's voice? Bill Murray. In the, in the animated series? Oh. Oh, he was, he, was raced, he was the guy also in Ghostbusters. He did the same voice. That's true. So Ghostbusters guy. All right, the answer was Lorenzo Music. I'm disappointed in everybody. Oh. All right, so how did this weird Garfield toy come about? I'm pretty sure that the guy who voiced, uh, one of the guys who voiced Buster Bunny uh, from Tiny Toons also voiced the Crypt Keeper. I'm pretty sure that's true. That's all. Um, <laughs> and that's how the toy was invented. Uh, so there was a there was a problem at the factory with like the um, what do you call it? like the pattern or something with the with the toy. So it was supposed to be a regular uh, Garfield plush, but it got like messed up in production yeah, and like was the, all spread out. It was supposed out. to be here, but the paws were like Wah! and and they made a ton, and then they sent them to whoever the quality control folks, and they were like, these Garfields are all flat. What are we gonna do? Uh, and then they just bought a bunch of uh, suction cups. Yeah. Stuck them on some windows. There you go. What are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I hate Mondays. So oh, yeah, clearly this, this factory was I Monday. hate manufacturing. <laughs> this factory was deep in the heart of Italy. Clearly from that <laughs> What are we going to do? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, where, where else are they going to get all that lasagna? Yep. There we go. <laughs> Thanks. So, it's funny. That's fine. So was the quality control person also the head of like a creative department where mm. you could say, oh, let's reroute what we're going to do with mm. these toys? No, that's the great thing about uh, that company, though, is that they could take suggestions from anyone. You what know? company was that? I owe uh, Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just lost a viewer. So, <laughs> yeah, Sharna. <laughs> so they ostensibly had a prototype that you know, yeah, it was, had worked, and then when they put it in mass production, it just exactly, exactly got messed up. Okay, yeah. So did it get overstuffed? Is that what you're implying? No, it was just like the the paws were supposed to be here. It's supposed they to stand like, up like a cat, oh, but instead it looked like a cat like skydiving. Space too far. So Wait, like, you mean stand do? up like a cat on all four legs, Spencer? Uh, I'm just trying to illustrate for the podcast people. Okay. Yeah, I know, but can you paint a detailed picture? Do you know what Garfield stands yeah. like? Garfield doesn't really stand. He just kind of lays in his little box, doesn't he? He lays in the box. He puts a blanket on. Yeah, mm-hmm. motherfucker, Garfield stands all the time. <laughs> yeah, to kick Odie off the table. Come on. I really got the two legs. I would just like to say my favorite Garfield comic is Garfield without Garfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just John it sitting was. around, and it's very Going full insane. of ennui. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Google uh, will give me news articles that it thinks I'm interested in, and yeah. today it told me that Garfield's, uh, I believe, 66th book of collected comics is being released next Jesus week. Jesus Christ. Uh, and it's called Nutty as a Fruitcake. <laughs> they so, still got that good old humor. Uh, head on to... No, that's ice cream. Head to uh, Barnes & Noble to pick up your copy of Nutty as a Fruitcake. Real uh, quick, does anyone know if Garfield's named after President Garfield? The, uh, the president was named after the cat, actually. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah? yeah. 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 Oh, bummer that's about true, his Spencer. assassination. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a 30-day window, right? Guess, yeah. him, or? Guess No, what? that's a different guy. It was Harrison, yeah. wasn't it? Guess what day of the week it happened on. Tuesday. Oh, yeah, my This is weird. Good guess. It was Tuesday. Yeah. All right, so what do you think that's telling the truth? Um... No. No. No way. Andrew Garfield hits Mondays. What do you think the real answer is? Oh, it was the the suction cup was 
actually part of a, a different Garfield toy they were trying to manufacture. They were um, trying to create something you could pop on the wall in your shower. Mm-hmm. So you could just, just peer on over it. <laughs> so you have Garfield with you at all times. Yeah. So you could wash yeah. your face twice. <laughs> with Garfield. With a Garfield. Yeah. Let yeah. me rub my face against this Odie hands-free. It was a loofah. <laughs> Garfield loofah yeah. is so I, disturbing. If I was going to shower with any Garfield character, it would obviously be Nermal. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the, the most... Um, the cutest The sexiest. <laughs> We're going to have to move on before we dissect that. <laughs> I would fuck Nermal. <laughs> Who dissected Spencer? It's been dissected. Let's do it now, isn't it? Um, so you... Yeah, you're, you're, you're incorrect. Is that's it was not because they were splayed out. And and Andrew Garfield hits money. Is it's kind of on the right track. The actual answer is it was a factory mix-up. Uh, originally, Jim Davis wanted a Velcro Garfield toy that would stick to curtains in people's homes. Uh. Shower curtains. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says beautiful home decor like. A Can you vel- imagine? Yeah. A Velcro. How, how tacky is that? Right? Oh my I'll lord! I'll take twelve. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they messed up and they're like, "Well, screw it. Let's just ship them out. And see what happens." And yeah, there's, there's there's a run on them. You know who made that decision? Well, Jim Davis probably. QA, quality assurance. <laughs> is, key. is there a joke there? I don't. Because <laughs> they'll take suggestions from anyone. Same as Sharna. I got your back, Spencer. It was that was actually a piece of British slang. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, this question is for Andrew Garfield's Mondays. One of the alternate Spider-Man characters um, that I just learned about is Peter Porker, a.k.a. Spider-Ham. That sucks. This is real. No. You can see him this weekend in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Please let me know how many tickets to buy. (laughs) Another famous cartoon pig is, of course, Porky Pig. And for most of his career, Porky's stuttering voice was provided by Mel Blanc, Mm -hmm. uh, who, of course, voiced many of the Looney Tunes characters over his illustrious career. But Porky's original voice actor for the first two years of the character's existence was Joe Dougherty. Why was Joe Dougherty replaced as Porky Pig? Okay. Why was this fellow replaced as Porky Pig? Uh, he, Jim Darty actually went to fight in World War II. All right. And he, as he was fighting in World War II, Mel Blanc took over. There you go. Didn't we say uh, the year? Did you say the year in the question? I did not say the year. Okay. So maybe you know some inside information. I don't know. What year did the Looney Tunes start? There's actually no way to know. <laughs> I think it was 1776. Still loony after all these years. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tread on loony. <laughs> I always found Porky Pig made me uncomfortable with his stuttering. They've toned it down recently, but it... Yeah, just, over the years, it's gotten a little better. Yeah, but it always felt like, oh, this He's is... He's been I seeing co- a speech therapist, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. it's like a bummer he didn't go to public schools because there's like speech paths in the school. Mm-hmm. That could help him. Yeah, most of those Looney Tunes characters have some speaking troubles, don't <laughs> yeah. they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a pretty, it's a pretty big bummer. Mm-hmm. Anyway. S- speaking of bummers, <laughs> your answer is all sorts of wrong. Yeah, can oh. you guys make some jokes about our answer? <laughs> yeah, joke about World War II. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, They're the greatest generation. Oh! Thank, 
Thank you for doing the, yeah, the snapping that, into the microphone. The mic. That was that was uh, real solid. Uh, yeah. What's it? Dip dip finger? I would describe that as yeah, yeah. skull finger. Dip yeah. fingering. I heard, skull finger is it. the next Bond villain. <laughs> It's millennial bond. Yeah, you got five points for that. Oh one. yeah, That's baby. Millennials don't dip. Uh, then you did they not vape. go to the same high school I went to. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's true. Peter, so he went and fought in World War II. Thank you for your service. Yes. Why? Yeah, I did not serve in World War II, but I will take your. You're welcome. Your Why did they not give him the job back when he returned? Because he died in World War II. <laughs> you Make maybe some jokes you about that. Yeah. That. Yeah. I think it, it wasn't because Mel Blanc was a god among voice actors. <laughs> and again, what year was all of this happening? Well, yeah, World, World War II. It started in 1939. Went to 1945. Well, how, the... how American centric of you to say those years? Whoa. Oh, okay. Well, the invasion of Dirt. Name the years of the British World War II. As we know, Joe Dirt. Doherty. Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. Don't church it up. It's Joe Dirte. Joe Dirty, you know, he he saw the war breaking out in, in Europe, so he's like, well, I'm going to go to America. I've got at least a few good years of voice yeah. acting over there. I, God, I wish there was a scene in Joe Dirt where he was like, well, now I'm voicing Parky P. Help, help me, I'm new. <laughs> anyone, anyone, any more uh, Joe Dirt quotes? Or? Yeah, the first time I saw Joe Dirt, I was like, comedy has Is fucking Is this a peaked. quote, Connor? Uh, no, I just want to talk about Joe Dirt. The first I time I to... saw Joe Dirt, I said, <laughs> first I said time. here's your sign. <laughs> I watched Joe Dirt at a sleepover when I was 13. And you I, might be you a redhead. <laughs> and I was... And I was like, God, this is the fucking greatest movie For of real, all though, time. For real, though, it's so good. I've yeah. seen it like 20 oh, times. Yeah. yeah. When was the last time you saw Joe Dirt? In high school, so maybe it's not as good as I think it is. I mean, can, I can promise what, you it's what not. What could go wrong with a movie with Dennis Miller, Kid Rock, David Spade, all enduring celebrities of yeah. our time? And they also all voiced Porky Pig. That's what the question is about. Those three men are the literal Rat Pack. <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do we think here? Is, uh, is this the reason why Joe Doherty was replaced? Was it World War II? Uh, no. Okay, what's the real answer? Uh, he, he wanted uh, too much money, and Mel, uh, Mel Blanc was already doing so many voices. It was so much easier to just give him another one rather than have... Uh, He's already in the studio. Yeah, yeah. rather yeah. than have Joe, Joe Dirt come in for uh, just the one. <laughs> uh, okay, great. Well, the actual answer is his stutter. He was, oh, what? He was, he was lucky because of his real stutter. So Joe Doherty had a natural stuttering problem, which is he why got he got that in World War II, I believe. <laughs> uh, so he had a stuttering problem in the first place, which is why he was the voice of Porky Pig. Uh, but over the uh, the two years that he worked, um, he had to be replaced because it just he couldn't get it under control and was just missing his cues and cost the production too much money this and reshoots. Is, Man, this wow. is literally the most ironic thing that's ever happened. Yeah, my... like they should teach this in English <laughs> classes as what irony. A definition is. of yeah. yeah. My brain just melted out of my nose. That is. <laughs> For the podcast Insane. listeners, it's disgusting. There's a puddle. <laughs> rich cleaned There's up, though, so thank you blood. very much, Rich. Five points to Rich. Um, okay. Good God, that's insane. Uh, let's see. So this is a question for <gasps> Spider Dog, Turn Off the Bark. <laughs> this is a question about your the eponymous. Movie. Yeah, the titular movie. So in 2010, Spider-Man made his debut on Broadway in the musical Spider Dog, Turn Off the Bark. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone asked, why is this happening? Did Julie Tamar lose a bet? Uh, though Spider-Man turned off the dark, excuse me. Though Spider-Dog turned off the bark, got mostly negative reviews. It did set the record for longest preview period for a Broadway show <laughs> at 182 performances. But Spidey wasn't the first superhero to get a musical. Which superhero had a musical about them first? And for bonus points, what was it called? Oh. Bam. Bam. 
off the Spider-Man 2 soundtrack that's vindicated by Dashboard. Up next, we got Tony Collette. Is that a singer? Which superhero had a musical about them, and what was it called for Marie, uh, we um, are very lucky, is a pro on this. <laughs> okay. Uh, so listen, y'all. I took a history of the American musical class in college, and um, we learned about this musical in class. Um, Superman had a musical okay. written about him. What it was called, um, Superman Main Street USA. Okay. Main Street you USA. Said that. Main Street USA. Yeah. Main Street USA. Like very... Main Street. Is that what you said? Like, no, Main Street USA. Yeah, Main like, Street Main USA. Main Street yeah. USA. Yeah. Oh, did you say you think she said Main Street? I like thought she pain? said Main Street. Oh. oh, no. Superman is super nice. Yeah, he doesn't have a Main Street in him. <laughs> that was pretty good. Thanks, uh, man. What, what was the musical about? Superman. Superman. No further questions. And Lois Lane um, just, you know, in... Main Street USA, so it was a saving people. Of, so it was like a slice of life after he had become Superman. Yeah, they were yeah. window shopping, buying Soul Face down at the Five and Dime. <laughs> no, no crime fighting whatsoever. Just hanging out. It was a Clark Kent day. So he never <laughs> flew, which was the issue with Spider-Man. Turn off uh, the dark. Well, Spider uh, Superman history. He did not fly originally. He would just. He was so strong. He would jump. Big distances. Hence. Right, and when bounce, they when they showed the jump, the um the the drop behind him would just change to sky. So he just got mad. So just, yeah. so he got mad air and the drop. Right, the, but, it, the but the, through the magic stole. of musical theater, it looked like he was flying. He, he, had, he had Reebok pumps. He was played by Dr. Julius Irving. <laughs> can, you, can you list a couple of the songs from the Superman musical? Since you took a class. Yeah, you took a class, so you should yeah. be an expert on this. Uh, Sure. I mean, obviously the opener was Kryptonite. Yep. Uh, by three doors down. Yeah, by three doors down. Will you Three doors down covered it. By Irving Berlin, excuse you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kryptonite. Uh, and then, of course, there was uh, the classic variety number. Save that cat in that tree. <laughs> uh, the, the early years. There's of like the big doubt song that you have in every musical. Like, what path should I take? It's called What Road Should I Take? And he ended up taking Lewis Lane. Yes. <laughs> not Main Street, USA. Uh, yeah. I mean, not all, not all streets in Main Street are Main Street, USA. You know? So the town was Main Street. Yeah, the town was Main Street, USA, okay. and it yep. had a Main Street, USA. <laughs> Is Superman not in New York? I thought they were all in New York. He's a metropolis. That's He's true, they literally are not in New York. And That's he grew true. up in Smallville. Hmm. Anyway, can we get that answer? <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, do, do you think it's on the truth? Or? <laughs> You're so wrong. No, we're so, so wrong. Okay, so wrong. Yeah. Sorry, because Irving we all Berlin took a wrote a Superman musical. <laughs> yeah. what, what, what's an a, insult, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> what superhero did this, uh, what, what was this musical it about? It was Batboy. Batboy? From, but not the that's not from a, the National Enquirer. Yeah, not yeah. not that's, that's really worldly news. Well, sorry, his last name is Boy. Bat Boy. <laughs> Bat Boy. Okay. And what was the name of this musical? Just for bonus points. I think it was like Bat Boy the musical. Okay. <laughs> sorry, they're all named like that. It's bad. There's a Carrie musical. Bat Boy is not Carrie, a hero. A <laughs> the answer is Superman. What? Oh, college. Yeah, that was college. a real story. Oh. <laughs> The, the name of the play, you did get the, or the, the whatever it's called. Yeah, I did, I did biff the name of the play. You, were, you weren't far off, honestly. It was just called, It's a Bird, It's a Plane, It's Superman. Oh, oh my God! God. 
It ran uh, for 129 performances and is considered a mistake. It, it, it <laughs> is. That's not many. That's a it short. Is. That's less than Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark had previews. Right, honestly. Sorry, yeah. but Batboy is a superhero. No, no he's not. He's, he's a, a just because he originated in a musical doesn't mean he's no, not he's a not superhero. a superhero. He's like someone who he's has an a disfigurement. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I so all superheroes. All superheroes are messed up and then they turn no. No, he like has a literal disfigurement. He is half bat, half boy. I have to stop. Who the fuck is Batboy? He started in a musical. <laughs> oh, that's why I don't know. Uh, the weekly periodicals of the day, like Weekly World. Uh, I know weekly National Enquirer. Uh, not National Enquirer, Weekly Worldly yeah. News, which was really wacky. I know that Bat Boy. Weekly Worldly Wacky please, News. Please Google it during the next song break, just so that you know that I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will do. I will do. Okay, so we began the show with a question for both teams, so I'd like to end it with one as well. Bookends. That's right, I am a true professional. (laughs) While Spider-Man is a human with spider-like enhancements, there are a few people who have taken the opposite approach and changed their appearances to match those of an animal. Bat boy, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It only took one bite from a spider to turn Peter Parker into a Spider-Man. But but how long has it taken real-life human and self-described professional freak Eric Sprague to turn from a regular human into the heavily body-modified Lizard Man? This is a question for both both teams. Okay, how long did it take uh, this fella to modify his whole body to look like a lizard? Whoever's closest to the answer will we'll get some points. Without go going first. over? No, or? just closest straight up. Okay. I believe I saw a Viceland documentary <laughs> about this person. This is, again, not a bit. I think it took him 15 years to become the lizard man. Okay. So I took a class on this in college called uh, American History. Who was your Who was your roommate in college? Uh, it was he was a lizard man, and he's sitting <laughs> it right is next me. to me. <laughs> and it as took, a it, lizard man, I think I know the actual <laughs> answer. It took Peter fifteen years to turn into a regular man, and all the lizard parts removed. Yeah. He got bit by a lizard, and it was yeah. a double negative. Yeah. <laughs> it took fifteen years for me to become a man too. <laughs> My fifteenth birthday, I would say. <laughs> That's just immediate, boom, drop, or... For me? Yeah. It was crazy. (laughs) Spencer, what was your 15th birthday like? Uh, It was Thomas the Tank Engine themed. (laughs) Because I didn't know I was going to be a man the next day, so it was a total shocker. (laughs) Well, shit, I got the train. This party sucks, Mom. (laughs) Trains are Why is dad dressed like Sir Topham Hatch? I gotta go take five showers. I hate Ringo Starr. <laughs> and George Carlin. Shit, which one was it? They, they both, both played. They yeah. both and played. Lily Tomlin? I don't know, Mom. God, get out of my room. <laughs> the next show should be Spencer's Puberty. My, my one-man show about... My if ill-fated... crazy, dad, will you still come? <laughs> there I was. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's go back to the show. Oh, did you have an answer? We have, we have 15 years over here. We had. I feel like the only answer that we can give logically is 16 years because we were going to say more years than that, but it wouldn't make any sense to say anything higher than 16 well, years. What were you going to say, just for curiosity? We were going to say 22, 22 years. 22. This is a specific answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> As a lizard man, I think I can speak that it took me 
22 years. 1996 was a big turning point. So what happened in 1996? Oh, you were born? Someone was born. A lizard, a real lizard person was born <laughs> in 1996. Lizard people are born every day, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's true. Yes, yeah, some run for president. They're here. <laughs> well, they're all... scaly. Get used to it. <laughs> every president has been a lizard. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's true. What, yeah, that's yeah. right, mm-hmm. Do we have any further discussion about Lizard Man or the, the years it took this flower to I turn think into we're one? Good. I think we, yeah, we covered a lot if of bases. Hey, if we're trying to fill time, I got a great story about Kryptonite by Three Doors uh, Down. Jesus nah, I'm Christ. good. Okay, cool. Oh, so do I. Yeah. So do I. Look, we all have stories about Three Doors Down. Uh, so you guys were a little off. Um, I'm going to give both teams a chance right now, just a sudden death, okay? In the number of hours. Give me a number of hours, okay? Seven. <laughs> Seven hours. 128. 525,600 hours. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's longer. No. <laughs> Wait. Hold on. Do the math. Do the math, Spencer. 725,600. <laughs> 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 525,600 hours. 15, 15 hours. Hours. And, and yours was seven. Is that right? <laughs> We've all seen this man, I assume, in the Gansberg World Records. He's a full-ass, like, tattooed, Listen. has a bifurcated tongue. Crazy. Well, that's just... Yeah, it takes a second. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, baby. Oh, is it like they put on a timer every time that they started a modification? So it's not like, oh, over the course of 12. Yeah, he has a little chess clock with him that he. <laughs> Your move, Your universe. Move. <laughs> <laughs> I've played my hand. Yeah. You'll see who wins in the end. Yeah. Who was the real freak show, humans? <laughs> Uh, mm, that's going to be audio gold, yeah. baby. <laughs> I made the Hannibal Lecter. Does, yeah. does he like get cold in the shade? Yeah, he does. Uh, a, a cold snap ran through South Florida, and he froze right to the tree trunk he was sitting oh, on. Oh, no! Hey, that's but don't put them in your car because they can dethaw, and then they'll go crazy. I'm, I'm genuinely kind of yeah, sad then for Then will you still guy. call them Superman? <laughs> All right, we're Jesus rapidly Christ. going off track, so let's... Uh, ra- I'm going to give no points to anybody. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. For, thank for you. the whole game. For the entire Retroactively game. Retroactively for yeah. the whole game. Can you give yeah, points sense. to Rich for cleaning up this whole show? Oh, Rich. I have. I have thank been. you. Uh, so the answer is 700 hours. Okay. Going over. So Wait, so we were pretty close. No, not we at said, all. <laughs> seven is way closer to that than 525,000. Which, which is... Hours. So we are pretty close. 525,600 minutes is a full year, as we are aware. <laughs> and it's it's 8,760 hours. So you went over by about 8,060 hours. <laughs> so I, I'm going to give... The, so what I'm going to do is the difference in points is what I'll give the other team... <laughs> All right, so let's t- let me let me do some math and I'll tie oh this up. Oh my god, up. we might tie this. Yeah, this well, while you're doing close. math, Spencer, can I tell my sweet three doors down story? We're gonna we're gonna is it how how quick is it? I can do it in like forty five seconds. Can, <laughs> okay. Oh, and then I'll do mine. Okay, we don't have time. Johnny <laughs> okay. just spoiled it for everybody. Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> All right, so uh, by tally's rich uh, ends the show with twenty five points. Uh, I earned 10 points, so Rich, yeah. you beat me, Rich. Take those glasses off. Mm, how many oh. points now? Oh! Hey, Spencer. I think he lost them. Will you go to prom with me? <laughs> he did it. Spider Dog, turn off the bark, a valiant effort. You actually were in the lead the entire game up until this very last minute. <laughs> now, you, you did end with 67 points, which is a very high total. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you, yeah, you swept most of the game. Uh, but unfortunately, with... 8,109 <laughs> points. Andrew Garfield Hates Mondays is our winner. Thank you all so much for coming out to the show. Thank you everyone at home. Have a good night. We'll see you next time.
Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is an arcade audio production. Find us at facebook.com slash lsdlshow. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Our show is produced by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, and Rich Camelucci. Written by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, Collier Free, and Rob Grabowski. Hosted by Spencer Hamilton. Our panel this week, Elizabeth Del Toro, can be found online at twitter.com slash selfie DT. The DT stands for Dragon Ball T. Connor Doyle and Peter Williams can be heard on the Humanoid Resources podcast, hosted right here on Arcade Audio. Marie Maloney performs around Chicago. You can see her with Buzzed Broadway at the Comedy Sports Theater, February 1st at 10 p.m. Johnny O'Mara co-hosts the podcast Dilettante Ball, which can also be found right here on Arcade Audio. And as always, Sammy Tamimi can be found all around Chicago, performing, directing, teaching, and being a nerd. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is made possible in part by listeners like you. Check out patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for more info on how you can help. Thanks for listening to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.